0: You're listening to Badass Business School with Claudia Manjak, your NobS business and sales coach. Tune in weekly for practical advice on sales, marketing, social media, launching and behind the scenes of running a multiple six-figure business. If you're anything like me and want to keep things simple, authentic and profitable in your business, you're in the right place. Now let's get to it. Before we start this episode, I have to share with you that the doors to my signature program, Badass Business School, are now open. That's right! Now you know where the name for the podcast actually came from. So if you're a female entrepreneur and you're feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, hear me out. Inside Badass Business School, I show you step-by-step how you can build a profitable business that works for you, not the other way around. BBS is my most comprehensive program to date and is the A to Z of everything business. I've literally put in it everything that I wish I had before I started hitting consistent 5k months. No more BS rules, just a clear roadmap to help you make sense of how you can hit the next level in your business. To find out all the details, click on the show notes and you better hurry because the doors are closing on the 26th of February and I'm not bringing you back for at least another six months. So now that you know what you need in order to become a better CEO, let's go back to the show. Hello, hello, stranger. I'm so excited to have you here for another episode. And today we're talking about something so, so, so special. So let me ask you, how would you feel if right now, as you're listening to this episode, you just happen to open your email or your Instagram and there you go. Someone bought one of your courses or someone booked a discovery call or you have two inquiries from ideal clients that are like, hey girl, how can I work with you? How would that feel like? Amazing right? I mean I know how amazing that feeling is as you're waking up in the morning and you're seeing those messages come through and what if I told you that content can do that for you and that's what I'm here to tell you about because I know the power of content and I know what's possible and it's not just from the things that I have done but from the things that I have helped hundreds of people to do in their business. So today we're talking all about content that sells because I know you you have probably had good feedback to your content, you know, at some point, but you have fallen into the trap of just inspiring people, but you want to sell, you want to make some money, you don't want to be just a content creator, you want to be the person that creates content that gets people to take action, that gets people to realize the fact that they need your help. So I'm here to show you how you can do that. But before I jump into that, I want to tell you how I I see content, why I care about content. So first of all, I took my first journalism course when I was 12 or so. That was in summer and I freaking loved content and I always felt like there's so much power behind words and they have this magical power that we don't even see. And little did I know that content was going to be such a huge part of my life and business because as I moved forward, I had blogs, you know, we all had those little blogs when we were teenagers and then I actually had a fashion blog when, you know, furthering university and then I started writing content when I worked in sales to bring clients. And now here I am, teaching people how to actually write content ourselves. Also, fun fact, I haven't shared this publicly, but I am actually currently taking a course, a conversion copywriting course, which will mean that in the next few months, I shall become a a certified conversion copywriter. Yeah, that's a mouthful, right? So I am super, super excited and I very much enjoy the power of understanding what makes people move forward. And if you don't know what conversion copywriting is, it's exactly that. It's writing, it's actually content that takes takes people to make action. No, makes people to take action. God, I really can't talk today, but you get the idea. Basically, conversion copywriting is all about helping someone to not just stay there and read that content, but to help them take the next action, whatever that looks like for them. So today I want to talk to you about a few sort of logistical tips, and then I want to share with you a few psychological tips. But honestly, I want to start by saying this, if you don't already know this, because again, I don't know what level you're at right now. If you're not creating content, you're missing so many opportunities. And if you're not creating content as sales, you're purely leaving money on the table. And this is why inside Badass Business School, my signature program, we focus a lot on sales. And not just your typical sales around sales calls and, you know, being in the DMs and all of that stuff. That's all something that I can help with. But I believe that your content can do the selling for you. And that to me are a way, there are ways to sell semi-passively. Because you could have an amazing piece of content that you put out there today that could still be bringing you leads months later. So I actually have had a client, um, um, maybe six months ago or so. So, this was, you know, when I was still earlier in my business, who literally worked with me and paid me multiple four figures from one post. It spoke to her so much that she knew I was the right coach for her. So she was a one-to-one client. And I know that that's the kind of power that your content can have as long as you know what the hell you're doing. So now let's get into the actual tips. So first of all, logistics. Um, Also, just to make this clear, I'm referring here a lot to Instagram because that's the kind of content that I do, that a lot of clients do. And that kind of content can really get your clients very fast. But the same principle can be applied on any kind of social media that you use. First of all, frequency of posting. I want you to focus a lot more on quality than quantity. However, and here's the thing. Let's, I'm going to give you an example so you understand what I mean. If you're putting content, um, say tw- twice per week, two posts per week. There is a big chance that because of the way that the algorithm is, your ideal client might not even see your post. So that's the problem with doing less posts. Even if they're absolutely amazing, if your post doesn't get a certain amount of engagement in the first few hours, Instagram and most platforms are not going to push it further. So it's very important that you have a good balance of quality, and quantity, and by that I don't mean that you can ever drop the quality, but you do also focus on posting as much as possible. Earlier in my business, I used to post Two to three times a week, and then I posted some. At some point, even once every week or so. And now I'm actually posting five times a week. But I'm going to change that soon to probably three to four times per week, because I wanted. I noticed that people really enjoyed my content, and they were um, still seeing it days later. So say if I post something on Monday, I'll still be engagement. I will still be getting engagement on a say Wednesday, Thursday. So your post can have a certain shelf life, but remember, not all of your post will have that level of engagement so just make sure that you are focusing on frequency as well as quality. Then we also have the time to post because if you're posting at random times when you are available, that doesn't mean shit. You're not gonna get sales from that because if your ideal client is not around when you're posting your stuff, long gone are the times when Instagram and most social media platforms used to have a chronological feed. Now it's all about you know the level of engagement and all these algorithms that you know. Let's be honest, we we don't know how the algorithm works like so. It's very important that you actually look at your insights or you even do market research and asking your ideal clients. Is especially if you work in different time zones to understand when are they most active on Instagram when are they most likely to watch stories or you know to uh, scroll on their feed or to read things etc super important to do that Then another part of content that sells is to realize the fact that visuals do matter. So as much as I am not one that will ever tell you to spend hours creating graphics or all of that crap that can be such a huge distraction from the kind of things that move you forward, I want you to realize that you need to create visuals that will make someone stop. So that will mean different things for different people, but considering what your audience is all about and the kind of solutions that they're looking for, what kind of visuals will have an impact for them? There are certain audiences who, for example, are very sick of these uh, educational uh, carousels, and they're just done with it, you know, and there are certain industries for which that works amazingly, because people are desperate for information, there are certain niches in which images and kind of lifestyle, cool, aspirational images work really well, and there are other types of industries in which that would absolutely not work, so it's very important that, again, you maybe look back at the last six months of content and see what did best, and I don't want you to look at where you got the most likes, because Likes are a vanity metric. Just because someone liked it doesn't mean that they're gonna buy from you. And let's remember, today we're talking about content that sells. If you want to be selling, you need to make someone feel something. You need to make them think that if they don't do this, they're not gonna have this. If they do this, they're gonna have this. You need to make them think that your solution is the best and you don't do that through a number of likes you do that through really just having impactful copy. And we'll talk about that in a second. But just remember the fact that visuals do matter. And also from a colors perspective, I want you to make it recognizable for your audience. So there are certain people that I follow that I already know is their post before I even read the actual post. Because the colors stand out, or the style, or, you know, the filter, whatever that may be. So just make sure that. You are pushing your personal brand forward. And even if someone might not necessarily be reading your post in depth, they will basically keep you at the forefront of their mind because you are visible. You are there and they see you. So visuals do matter. Another very important thing, um, and I actually can't remember the word for this. You know, English is my second language. so Sometimes I do forget words, but basically you want to make your posts easy to read. So you don't want your post to be a fucking block of words. Sorry for swearing if you have kids around, (laughs) but you know, happens sometimes. You need to make your post very easy to read. Whether you're using bullet points, emojis, short sentences, just make sure that you make it easy for someone to not want to scroll by your post. Because our attention span, I think I talked about this in another episode earlier, is that of a hyper five-year-old. So we have attention span of literally a few seconds. So it's very important that you don't waste those very few seconds, maybe two to four seconds that you have their attention for, and you make it super easy for them to go from one line to the other. Because that's how you're going to get them to take action. If they don't read your damn post, it doesn't matter that you're telling them about this amazing offer that is going to change their life. So just make sure that you're making your posts easy to read. And then the last logistical point that I have to make today is all about call to actions. If you don't know what a call to action is, is that bit at the end where you tell them what they need to be doing next or what's happening for them or, you know, you're giving them something to do. And I have seen this time and time again. people either not giving a call to action giving a super fluffy call to action or just giving them multiple call to actions. So not giving them a call to action, pretty straightforward. They just don't have one. A fluffy one, it's almost like leave an emoji below if whatever. I'm like, that's not going to make someone want to buy from you. Simple as that. And then giving them multiple ones is something like um, DM me or go apply my link in bio for this thing. I'm like, okay, so do you want them to DM you or go to your link in bio? Because I understand the fact that there's almost a, st- a scarcity mindset around it where you think, well, we know, what if they have questions? Like, I want them to DM me and maybe they can go directly. Just please trust the fact that your audience will know what to do if they don't want to do the thing that you gave them. But what you're doing right now is that you're just confusing them. So just make sure they just have one call to action. Okay, we got past the logistical things. Now it's time to move into the psychological part of content that sells. Number one, your headline is key. I cannot emphasize this enough. If you do not have a good deadline, deadline, no, headline, it doesn't matter. Your content is not going to convert. Simple as that. And that is because they're not going to read it. So if if, if your headline, which is basically the first line of, you know, whatever you're posting, is not intriguing, interesting, something that makes them want to continue reading, they're not going to continue reading just make sure that you are making that simple and direct. I will always say, and again, if you take anything away from today, is make your headlines clear. Don't try to be too clever. Just make sure that you're speaking to them directly and you're intriguing them in some sort of way to continue reading. Because if you spend 30 minutes on a post creating this amazing caption and you have this incredible lesson and You're so excited to be introducing your offer, but your headline doesn't deliver, it doesn't freaking matter. And I would suggest that you actually create your headline last, because so many people are stuck on a headline, so they actually never end up, you know, writing the damn post because they don't know what to say. But sometimes when you have your post written out or your main key points of the post, it's then so much easier to come up with a a witty headline. So just make sure that you're giving them something that's interesting or funny Or something that really evokes emotion. Something like, um, this is when I knew I failed. You know, and like a little emoji. Doesn't that make you want to scroll and see, oh my God, like, how did she fail? What happened? I wanna know the story. Instead of um, say that I put, um, I had a failed launch and here's what happened. That could still get someone to click, but it doesn't evoke as much emotion and doesn't make people as curious to continue reading the post. So just make sure, again, if you're taking anything away from today, it's the fact that you need to improve your headlines. And I want you to go back actually over your your post over the last three to six months and see which ones performed and start looking at which headlines you had been using, because that will give you an indication of what actually works with your audience. Then we move into number two which is all about not giving everything away in the super super beginning. So again you have the headline you're making them curious and let's just take the example of my um, failure. I don't I don't remember exactly what I said the, the words that I use because I'm actually free-flowing all of my podcasts. I, I don't like to use too much of a script because I feel like then I'm not being natural and I'm reading shit of a paper. I just want to go with a flow but Basically, I was talking about failure. So imagine if, you know, I had a headline about failure, intrigues them, makes them curious, people click. And then I say, um, in my first launch, I only made 5K instead of um, what I had planned to make, which was 25K. And that is because I didn't warm up my audience. Okay, that's it. People are not going to read further. Even if you give them the most super interesting story, you already gave them the thing that they they came for. So why would they continue reading? Do you think that they're going to actually move forward for the rest of the post and uh, read about, you know, the the tactics that you use and all of these things. No, they already know the fact that, you know, they can take something away from it. And it's the fact that you didn't warm up your audience and that really sucked for you and you didn't get results. And that's it. So just make sure that as you're creating your content, you have an intriguing headline and that you are actually warming them up. It's funny because I was just talking about warming up, but you are warming them up throughout the post and then you give them a climax. You know, Think about it as a movie. In a movie, there's always a twist. There's something that you're waiting for. Your content needs to be the same. Just make sure that you're not giving everything away in the very beginning because then you're not making them read further. So again, similarly to the headline, if they're not getting to the point of reading the post, they're not going to get the point of buying from you because they're not going to know what they have to offer because they never read the damn thing. So your job as you're creating content is to make them read the whole thing. Then number three, and this is probably the number one mistake that I see people make. And that is the fact that people are writing um, to their ideal client. So people know who their ideal client is. They know how they feel, what they want, etc. But they're speaking to the people where they want to be. But girl, listen, for any kind of piece of content that you're writing right now, you need to meet them where they're at. You need to speak to them where they are today. So taking my example, say that... um, You are someone that wants to learn about launching, yeah? So I am creating a copy about launching. It's one thing to speak to you and telling you the fact that um, I had a failed launch and telling you, making you empathize and making you think about all the times when you promoted your offer and no one answered to you and all of that stuff. So I'm speaking to you where you are right now. I'm helping you understand that I absolutely get how you're feeling. Imagine if instead I wrote a post about how to have a 20k launch. The thing is, you might think, well, that's a good idea, Claudia, because people want to have 20k launches. But let me tell you, people who are stuck often feel like there is no way out for them. So even though they might be reading that post of how to have a 20k launch, they might automatically be thinking, but that's not possible for me. That's super interesting. I'm happy for her. But that's not possible for me, so that they're not going to buy from you. However, if you tell them the fact that you, if you're empathizing with the fact that they um, promoted something and no one bought, and you know they heard cricket, and you know all they would get are people trying to you know asking them to discount their prices or whatever. And then you tell them, I've been there, I know how it feels, and this is why I developed this structure and this framework and this stuff, and I know this works. Then they're basically walking through this journey with you, where they're like, okay, so she hears me, she definitely understands how I'm feeling right now, and she's telling me the fact that she can take me to this 20k launch because she's been where I am, which is, you know, hearing crickets, And now she can help me get to a 20k launch. You see what I mean? It's very, very, very important that you speak to people where they are right now, not necessarily where they want to be, because they might not be able to relate. So you need to understand the inner thoughts of your ideal client to be able to create this kind of content that really has an impact. And you want to make sure that, of course, you're making them dream about where they could be. But most importantly, you're empathizing with where they are right now and you're making them feel listened to and heard and understood if you want to be them to be buying from you because people are not going to buy from you if they don't feel like you understand them it's very 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 important and honestly this is the kind of stuff that people at all levels make mistakes with they speak to all this aspirational stuff but they never stop to actually relate to people Another thing, and the last two are more about the types of content because I I gave you some psychological bits, but now it's about the types of content. First of all, stop bullshitting yourself with the fact that your content needs to be unique. There is no such thing. All you're doing is overwhelming yourself. You're trying to reinvent the wheel. You're telling yourself that no one wants this and no one wants that and there's already been content around this. But have you considered that the fact that you are consuming someone's content doesn't mean that your ideal client is as well? So just make sure that you're not reinventing the wheel and instead you're focusing on what is the one thing that you wanted to take away from that content. So again, giving the example from earlier, you know, your one thing could be the fact that um, even though you had a failed launch before, it's possible to um, have a successful launch if you have a clear plan of action. And that could be your one thing. So even though there are probably millions of posts out there written about failed launches and 20k launches. You know that you are being very clear on what the point is and you're putting it out there because your ideal client needs to hear it. It's so often that I see people that their ego gets in the freaking way and they're like, you know i'm not good enough at this or who wants to hear this or this has already been done but you need to realize that everything has been done before there's no such thing as an origin original take on something but you are unique your perspective can be unique because of the way that you deliver it because of your personality you're not here teaching something that hasn't been done before and if you are good for you that's awesome but that's not the point Content that sells is not necessarily content that is unique. It's the kind of content that makes someone feel something and makes someone take action. Okay? Just, let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> because I see too many people who just, you know, fall into perfectionism and they never create content because they feel like they have nothing different to say. But it's, the point is not to be unique. The point is to have a clear idea and to be speaking to a clear person to where they are right now about where they want to be. And my last point, the last point about content that sells, something that is very close to my heart, if you've known me for any amount of time, you know that people refer to me as the no BS coach. I don't call myself that anymore, but I very much still resonate with that. And that is because I am polarizing as fuck and I am okay with it. Again, apologies if you have kids around, but just know that here and there, there'll be a a little swear word coming in. You need to create polarizing content. If you want people to buy from you, you need to create content that makes them feel something. I just told you that. But the way that you do that is that you take a stand, a stand towards something. If you are boring AF, if you don't tell people anything that they haven't heard before, if you don't tell people something that you don't agree with, how are they meant to know that you are a leader, that you are the person that they should be buying from? So just make sure that you are creating polarizing content that really speaks to them that you are not just giving them the same opinion over and over again whatever there is in your industry in your niche in the way that people are doing things that you don't agree with just speak about it because what you do with that is that you come up as a leader people are going to be like damn she's right and you know what happens then you're going to find your super fans. You're going to find the people that are going to buy from you, no matter what you put out into the world, because they're going to relate to you. And at the same time, you're going to repel the people who are not ideal clients. And I know that so many people are scared that they're going to put a piece of content out there of any kind, and they're going to lose followers. There's going to be a you know a lash, a backlash, a lashback. What is a lashback? That sounds weird. There's going to be a backlash. You know, people are going to say this and that. But the thing is. Your content should be about who you are as a leader for your ideal client. And you shouldn't want to have in your uh, circle or to have as a client anyone who doesn't, you know, have the same values as you. So if, for example, you think, let's give a common example. So many people believe that selling in the DMs is lazy. That we shouldn't be doing cold pitching. And I agree, don't get me wrong. Cold pitching is absolute BS and doesn't take you anywhere. And it's just it's just a BS numbers game. I understand that some people see results with that. And millions of people still teach cold pitching, but it's absolute BS. So if you have a strong opinion about cold pitching and you believe that there is a better way, create content around that. What you don't want to be doing is to be a negative Nelly who just stands against everything but doesn't give a solution. So just make sure that you're not the person who just highlights the problem and leaves it there, that you're actually the person who is actually seeing the problem, but they're also pinpointing the solution. And the solution could very much be one of your paid programs, but also just make sure that you are giving them something to hang on to. Because again, polarizing content is not negative content. It's just leadership content that makes someone want to buy from you. Because ultimately, we have spent the last 20-something minutes talking about content that sells. Because as I told you in the very beginning, I believe that you could right now be chilling on the beach, walking your dog you know playing with your kids doing your makeup taking a freaking nap and you could have someone buy from you because your content is that powerful so I'm really hoping that you took something away from today because if you spend the last 20 something minutes listening to me and you're not taking action what is the freaking point I want you to be focusing on taking action from there and remember badass business school if you want me as your mentor if you want to know all my tips and tricks, all of that good stuff, make sure you go in the show notes because the doors are closing this Friday and it's not coming back for a while. So make sure to do that. Make sure to, you know, take action. You are capable of creating content that sells. And I can tell you the fact that the only way in which you're going to see success is to get started. So make sure that you get started today and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want more exclusive tips on how to scale your business and sell with ease, join me in my free Facebook group where I host weekly lives and Q&As filled with even more value. Click the link in the show notes or just search Badass Business Club on Facebook. If you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review on iTunes to help us spread the message. It honestly helps a lot. And don't forget to tag me on social at ClaudeMandJack when you're listening. See you next week.